Thank you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you too. So for my audience, just to kind of let them know how I know you, we're in a group together, an online learning group, as well as we just spoke at a summit recently together Mm -hmm. and we had two very different topics, but would you mind sharing what your topic was with the audience? Sure. Yeah. So I'm Kim. I am a a longtime entrepreneur. I've been in business for a little over 14 years and being in my own business was not something that I ever thought that I would do. But when my first child was born, I totally made a pivot, walked away from my dream childhood career and knew that I I needed to be a stay-at-home mom. Uh, or wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And um, so I pivoted and started an accounting and bookkeeping business. And now it's my mission to help other moms, let them know that it's possible, it's doable um, to have this career from home and also have your children around you. And so now it's my mission to get out there and talk to people about that. That is awesome. And I realized just as you were talking and you said the word home, I did not do my normal mojo. How about I let you tell us where you're from and uh, family, anything you want to share on a personal level before we dig into work. Sure. Yep. So I am from the Virginia area. Um, I say I've hit all three corners of Virginia. Virginia is like a little bit of a lopsided triangle. Um, I grew up in Southwest Virginia. After college, I worked in Northern Virginia. And about four years ago, we moved to the Williamsburg area, which is near Virginia Beach. Um, and uh, so that's where we've been for about the last four years. However, my business is still based in uh, Northern Virginia. So I have an office there and commute not as much with COVID right now, but typically commute it used to be once a week, not so much with COVID, but eventually I'll probably get back there to going up to Northern Virginia, up near DC about once a week. Oh, geez. Bless you with all that traffic. <laughs> You know, I, 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 I love the energy of the Northern Virginia area. So I always kind of get invigorated when I end up back there, you know, even for just a day. Better you than me. I just remember <laughs> yeah. lots of traffic. I, I think you're in the majority. I think I'm in the minority. <laughs> well, I'm an ex-truck driver, so I've driven millions of miles. So yes. I think I've gotten my share of traffic. Oh, so that might be it. So I love the idea of truck driving because I love to travel and I love the idea of just kind of crisscrossing the country. But my my problem is I get really tired when I drive. So even on my trek up to Northern Virginia, I'm usually pulling over at least once. Oh, geez. <laughs> but yeah. it's my quiet time. It's my quiet car time. Oh, I love vehicle time. That's when I listen to my books and my oh, podcasts yes. and all that stuff. Absolutely. Yep. So how about... I- you told a really cool story about how you landed in bookkeeping. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if you could share that with my audience. Sure. Yeah. So once I um, realized I was going to be a stay at home mom, and again, it wasn't something I prepared for. Um, it just, um, gosh, it just, I, I knew what I wanted to do ever since I was about eight years old. And um, everything I ever did since then from that time was always focused on, I wanted a career in aviation and I wanted 
to fly Mach 2 with my hair on fire. And, um, and then I, I did get a really, I ended up going to college and getting a degree in aeronautical engineering and got a fabulous job as a flight controls engineer. And it was my job to make the airplane fly like the simulator. So I would get to be involved in the flight testing of the airplanes and the reconfiguring of the airplanes so that you could collect flight test data. And I was, you know, I had a, I had a dream job. And so when my husband came to me when we were pregnant and said, honey, I think you should be a stay-at-home mom. I said, no way. Um, I'm living my dream. And, but I knew I wanted to be a mom. And then when my baby got handed to me for the first time, I just knew that I, I, I couldn't go back to work. There would be no way I could hand this baby off. Um, and everything was great until, you know, couple, the years, one, two years go by and financial reality really started to set in. And so I started looking for other things. I had two more children and I was selling jewelry. I was delivering uh, soda pop and uh, candy uh, cookies to the flight school. They were in the process of moving and had just a temporary trailer with no sort of you know snacks for the flight instructors during the day. And I thought, you know, I might be able to make a little bit of money that way. So I was just trying different things. But the neat thing was that the owner of the flight school um, knew that I was looking for some opportunity. And he said, Kim, I, 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 he came to me one day and said, Kim, I know you're looking for opportunity and uh, uh, my bookkeeper just left and you must be good with numbers. You, I know you're an engineer. I had worked at the flight school as a ground school instructor and a flight instructor. And uh, so he knew me, we had a relationship. And um, so he said, I, my accountant, my bookkeeper's leaving. Would you like to look at my books? And I said, yeah, I would love to. I, and I knew that a lot of business owners do their own bookkeeping. So I thought, well, I'm not a trained bookkeeper, but if, you know, if Joe Plummer or Mr. Flight School owner can do their own bookkeeping or um, that probably it was something I could do. And uh, sure enough, when I started looking at his books, one of the first things I noticed was that, and this makes sense to almost everybody, like I had a, a statement from, um, from that was delivered to the aircraft owners. The flight school doesn't own any of their own airplanes. So every month they do like a, a statement that says, does the aircraft owner owe the flight school money or does the flight school owe the aircraft mo money? And it's just based on how much revenue that plane has bought in, brought in every month and how much the flight school has paid in maintenance and insurance and things like that. So this piece of paper that I'm looking at says the aircraft owner owes this much money, but it doesn't match what their financial software shows, what QuickBooks shows. And I thought, well, that doesn't make sense to me. Shouldn't these numbers match? And don't you think these numbers should match? <laughs> so of course they should. So, and it turned out that out of a couple dozen airplane, probably half of these statements weren't correct. And then the same was true. The flight school held money for the pilots. The pilots would come in and they'd pay you know, maybe for 10 hours of flight time and they would just have money on an account. And we kept paper records of that. And those paper records didn't match what the QuickBooks showed. And I thought, wow, these things should match. And so I was able to go through the process of just backing up and finding out where the mistakes were. And then I thought, wow, well, if this company who had a bookkeeper coming in has this problem, probably there's other small businesses that have this problem. So I went to the owner of the school with a proposal and I said, I would love to start my own business doing this. 
I think this is my opportunity. Can I be your contractor instead of your employee? And I'm gonna find some more businesses. I'm gonna bring on some people to help me. And he said, sure. Um, so he didn't, he didn't care as long as the work got done. And so he was my first client and everything grew from there. Um, so it was a fabulous, you know, and I always like to tell people who are, who are looking for opportunity to keep your, keep your eyes open. You, you know, if you just are looking at your day through that filter, like what kind of opportunity might I see throughout my day that could become like for me, what has now become my business for the last 14 years, because I just saw, wow, if this business is, if this business needs the service, probably there are others. So that's how it all got started. And, you know, I have zero business background. I've never taken a single business course. I'm not a CPA. I don't have accounting courses. I've taken QuickBooks training, um, things that the Intuit offers and, um, you know, I, I, I like to emphasize that too. You don't have to be a CPA. You just have to not be scared, right? When an opportunity presents yourself, you can't say, wow, how, how did you have the confidence to do that? Well, so often I look and I say, well, if, if that person can do it, I can do it too. And that's, you know, a good perspective to have, I think. You, you did a great job of sharing all of that. Thank you. Oh, I want to yeah. go back to the beginning. So you used to fly planes. Yeah, I still do, actually. Okay, very yeah. good. The yeah, way so. that you say it, it doesn't sound like you fly planes. Like, <laughs> okay. even, you know, as you go through the story. So yes. um, I, I love yeah. it, especially for the YouTube audience, because they're going to look at you and there's going to be this stereotypical that oh, yeah. I remember experiencing as a truck driver. So, oh, yeah, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So I, I love calling that out for you. Yes. And then what you just said, and, and this is so important, and part of who I hope listens to this show and, and gets the most value is the people who are starting out, and mm -hmm. you made a really good point. Well, you made two good points in this context. The one is keeping your eyes open and being open to the ideas that present themselves. Yeah. And then getting past that fear and kind of believing in yourself you, you, I think kind of said it as far as benchmarking against everyone, you know, at, yeah. against other people, which is a good tool, but also I think, I think people need to give themselves more credit and that's, you know, that's my recovery, emotional self-care mm. side kind yes. of talking, which is part of the glue of the show, right? Is yeah, we, we have those negative voices in our heads, so it's really hard to get out of our Way. Yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah. I, so I really loved those points. So what does a day in your life look like now? Wow. So I tend to start my day pretty early so that I can get a jump start before everybody gets up. So I have three kids and they're now, um, they're all about to turn ages, but basically they're 14, uh, 14, 16 and 18. Um, that's not even right. They're one, 13, 15, and 17, 13, 15, and 17. They're all about to change. Um, and so, you know, they're teenagers. They, they like to sleep in the morning. And so I, I try to get my day started early, try to knock out my uh, work as much as I can. And then I switch gears because I'm also a homeschool mom now. We've been homeschooling for since my oldest was in third grade, and she's now a junior in high school. Um, so we've been doing that for a while and um, 
And then towards the afternoon is when I shift gears. My two olders, they're fairly independent. My oldest is very independent. My middle is very independent. And my son needs a lot of help. He's a, he's a dyslexic, um, so he needs a lot of help. So that's kind of what my day looks like is knock out as much as I can between maybe six in the morning and, and noon. Um, and then I switch gears to the homeschool. And then it's the, you know, in the evening, it's the dinner and the normal um, family type routine and a lot of running around at these ages, right? So you're taking the kids to youth group and to different activities. One is in acting, one plays lacrosse. And so we're su super busy. And then uh, a lot of what I teach in our coaching program is, and it's one of the things that my moms are the most interested in is the time hacks. Like I get so often, I, Kim, I don't know how you do everything that you do. You know, I am, uh, you know, running my business. My, my home office is a couple hundred miles away. I'm homeschooling the kids um, on the weekends. I'm flight instructing. And so all the time I'm hearing from moms, I don't know how you do it. And I'll say, it's not magic. I'm not superwoman, but I have figured out to how to structure the day so that you can, you know, you are capable of getting a lot more done than I think most people think that they are just, just by, um, you know, really managing your day and not letting your day manage you. Mm. So you have a coaching program who, who do you work with? Are you working with entrepreneurs that are just starting out or are they further along in the process? Is the requirement to be a mom? What does that look like? Yeah. So our program is called income for mom. However, that's just to give us focus on who we, um, you know, cater to and, and build around, but it certainly doesn't mean that anybody we've had guys join us in our challenges. Um, and so guys are interested in doing this as well. And then we are working with anybody. We've got some CPAs that we're working with. We've got brand new people who barely even know what QuickBooks is. And then we have people who know what QuickBooks is, but they've never run their business. It really runs the gamut, but I would say our most typical student is uh, moms that are looking to transition um, with very little accounting or bookkeeping or even entrepreneur experience. So they're really brand new. So we're trying to help them, um, you know, kind of break through the initial barriers of how do I even start a business? How do I register with the IRS? How do I register with the state? Um, you know, starting your own bank account, kind of advising them on those um, types of things, and then helping them learn the QuickBooks, and then helping them learn how to um, create a great uh, QuickBooks consulting and bookkeeping business and take great care of their customers like we've learned to do. So. Oh, that's the end game. It's kind of mm -hmm. like franchising. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Except you're totally on your own. Like once you go through our coaching program, not in, not on your own in terms of I'm still available to answer questions in that, but it's your it's your own business. Like we're not a franchise, so there's not like you know, fees due to us or anything like that, but we're just helping you to get launched with your own, with your own home-based business. Okay. I'm so glad you clarified that because in my head, it was different business owners learning how to do that stuff for their business. Ah, for themselves, right? Yeah. So that would be, that would probably be a very natural progression for me because as a QuickBooks expert, I can teach other people how to do QuickBooks you know, how to do your own um, business bookkeeping. 
but my passion is definitely more in how can I help mothers stay home with their kids by building a career at home. It's so much more than just a job or earning some soccer money, but it's truly, you know, how you can build a career at home um, with your children, um, you know, surrounded with your children. I think that's a beautiful mission. And mm -hmm. I also think there's a skill set that is probably pretty consistent being the teacher of your children, yeah. light instructor, and then yeah. a coach. So that same skill set must be like superior because you're always helping other people with their things. Yeah, that's true. That's true, Bobby. And I think a lot of us have within us like once, and I see this in my son a lot, like once he learns something, he loves to teach others how to do it. So I think most of us are even wired that way. Like once we master something, we just, most of us have just a helping heart, right? So we learn something and we want to teach what we learn. Maybe it's just, we, we learned about this great nutrition hack, you know, and we want to tell all of, our, all of our friends about what we just learned. I think a lot of us are wired that way, but, but definitely you're right. That's definitely a theme in my life where um, I do love to teach. Yeah. Yeah. My, my brain is racing. I'm actually thinking a little selfishly. Um, <laughs> well, Here's where my brain went, and I guess I don't care if people hear this, but you have this skill set, and I have a team of VAs, right? So as I'm sitting here, one of my VAs is my accounting book bookkeeper person, mm -hmm. and it's about all that time-consuming stuff, documenting it and all that. But there's definitely a little bit of a challenge because the U.S. rules and all that fun stuff is different than the Philippines for example. Mm -hmm. so I almost wonder, and we'll, I guess we'll talk off air of, uh, about this, but maybe there's an opportunity where I can hire you to help guide my girl mm. or, you know what I mean? Um, oh yeah. Or, or partner it because there's other entrepreneurs I serve that have VAs that may look at doing that. So I wonder if there's, right. I'm not trying to devise your business, but that yeah. was the first thing that popped into my head as you were talking. And now that I really understand it. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah, and we're looking we're looking at some other kind of diversions too. So this is a great business that lends itself to helping moms work at home. And that's who I relate to the best because I'm just in the middle of that right now. But there's also a great opportunity with um, uh, veterans who are coming back and don't know what to do. Um, you know, explosive ordnance disposal is no longer applicable. You know, you can't really get a job in that when you come back. Um, so, so many of them are looking for careers or the disabled community to be able to work from home and again, build, build something more than just a job, but to build a career. So there's, there's, um, there's a lot of different, there's uh, definitely a lot of opportunity in different areas. Yes. I have a friend that trains VAs, American VAs, but they're spouses of military members. Oh. And they always have to move around. Yes. His strategy is to give them the skills. So even pre-COVID. So that yeah, that's a great, a great thought. Yeah. Great, great, great idea. Or great opportunity. Yeah, for okay, sure. So let's go to the 28th. That's a Monday. Oh. And <laughs> sorry, my husband just walked in. No, that's okay. Um, my guys will hit delete a little. <laughs> yeah, I know what that's like. So Kim, as we're talking about this and ideas are showing up and, and just our conversation, I, I'm going to bring us down a completely different road because I think it makes sense because mm -hmm. we're doing it. And that's the road of networking. 
So I wouldn't know you if we weren't playing in the same sandbox and right. then ideas just sparked. So how do you feel about having another entrepreneurial community, like our class, for example, and have you tapped into any other network opportunities? What does that look like for you? So you mean like having done the path to powers and the whole networking opportunity there? Yeah. So I think any, I think any of that is fabulous. In fact, there's been some other spinoffs that I've been, um, that I'm kind of working with from even just path to powers. Um, and all of that, wow, is so, is so powerful just with the social media. Um, so I see the power in it and the, the tricky part is to not spend your whole day there, right? So it's a whole nother thing that you have to manage well so that it doesn't become a time, you know, suck for you and just kind of take over. But there's so much great opportunity. And, and we, we teach the networking in our um, coaching class. And that is more right now, it's more, um, uh, you know, the chamber of commerce type uh, luncheons and dinners and mixers and uh, the breakfasts and things like that. And of course, now all of that is virtual. Um, but there's huge power to getting like-minded um, people together with, with like-minded goals and, and things like that. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I, I love that you are teaching that in your coaching program. Yeah. I, I've worked with different, so I'm outgoing, you're very outgoing, but that isn't necessarily everybody's personalities, right? right. So it's not as easy for everyone. And through 2020, when so many people are saying, they're bored, they're lonely, they're all these things. Mm. I felt overwhelmed to your point that time suck of other people, whether it's beneficial or not, it still is cumbersome. It takes a lot of work. Um, and I'm not complaining at all. I'm actually very grateful. I probably have 2000 new friends from 20. I know. I know it. Yes. It's, and it's, I tell you, and there's an art, there's an art to be able to get people to engage Right. So, you know, Pete Vargas is a master of it and everything from as little as turn on those Zoom cameras. I want to see your faces. I want you to see each other, other space, each other spaces. And I, you know, try to get my coaching students to do that. Guys, turn on your cameras. And some people just don't like to do it. Like you said, they're just not comfortable in that environment. Um, uh, I know when you're networking, one of the things that I like to tell my students is don't be intimidated by it. You're going to get used to it. Um, I remember having to turn on my Zoom camera for the first time, and I'm an introvert. Um, it may not seem like it, but I'm a total introvert. Um, and the first time or two, like, oh, I don't like being on the camera. But then you, you just get used to it. Two or three times, boom, you're, you're over that hurdle. You're used to it. Um, in the standard networking events, you Ladies, you only need to talk for about 30 seconds. Just say who you are, introduce yourself, what your business is, and that's it. It's, it's like a little elevator speech, but um, again, you, you practice it two or three times and you'll be amazed at how much more comfortable you become, but it is powerful. And then, um, you know, Pete, Pete is a master at getting people to engage. And I think that that's a learned art that again, comes with practice as we've gone through our challenges I'm so much better myself at getting people to engage. So it's, it's all about practicing and, and making yourself take those next steps. Would you mind sharing what's involved? Like what have you, what result have you given in the challenge or what your challenge would have looked like? Yeah, so we offer a four day challenge. And in that we're gonna go through 
everything from my um, time hacks to how to find clients to, we call it the ACDC model. So attract, convert. So you attract clients, you convert clients, you deliver to your clients. And in our case, it's your monthly financials. And then you collect, you collect your payments. So the ACDC model. And we spend days three and four on that, or actually really days two and three on the deliver portion. What is, what is, a, what is a bookkeeping customer looking to get delivered every month? Um, and how can you excel at that performance? Uh, we spend day four on the collect part and day one is gonna be on that. How do you attract clients and how to prepare yourself in terms of how do you find time during the day um, and how do you start to run QuickBooks? Wow. So that's what our challenge is. And uh, we get um, we get like 40 to 50 people registered for our challenge. And our challenge is getting those people that are registered to click the button and attend the challenge. So we got so many people who have registered for it, but don't attend. And that's a hurdle that we're trying to get over right now. Like, uh, what hook can we use to actually get people to this great presentation? Sure. Of what could be a life-changing type business? Um, so it's it's interesting. It's kind of an interesting process to go through. I would say charge them, even if you had. Oh, 50, that's interesting. Fifteen of them sign up. They're gonna show up because they got. You some know what? That is really interesting, Bobby. So we are gonna have to experiment with that. I think you're right because. And Pete talks about that all the time too, doesn't he? Like pe people see value, even if you, I don't know what we would charge. I mean, I'd, I'd love to just give it away, but if people aren't coming, that's a great idea. Well, that's what seems to evoke people showing up for, as far as I can tell. Yeah, and it good. doesn't have to be a lot of money. It could be 20 bucks. It could be- Yeah, they're not gonna wanna miss out on their $20 though, right? Yeah. Uh, and they're registering that. So we know that the interest is there. But it's like then when the when the what's the saying when the something hits the road, I can't think of the saying. But um, rubber hits the road. Yeah, when the rubber hits the road, and now it's seven o'clock in the after in the evening, and you need to you know stop the rest of your day. It's like they're not finding the time to actually tune in. But I bet you're right. Just charging a little bit would keep them more accountable to that. Well, you just said another thing. So you're doing it at seven at night Eastern. Yeah. So, and it's actually seven thirty. So it's seven thirty Eastern, seven thirty to eight thirty. So maybe that's another opportunity is trying a different time slot because yeah. all the big boys do it around one, anywhere from eleven eight, to one. Eight, to be the yeah. Woody Robbins, Pete, sweet spot. Mm, yep. We Not that I'm trying to coach you. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> no, I get it, and I love the feedback. So, and you're just—it's an iterative process, right? You try something, and then you're going to tweak it and see if something works better or, or not. Yeah. So, it's just a, a process you have to to be patient with and keep walking through. Yeah, exactly. So, I'm going to put you on the spot with um, with two things. I'm going to ask you if there's anything that we haven't covered that you want to. And then I'm going to ask you my entrepreneurial fun question that I don't tell anybody in advance, but once the show, <laughs> once the show goes once, everybody else knows what my question is. So, okay. um, so is there anything that I missed that you think would be good to cover with the audience? Uh, I think we've been able to cover it because um, we hit the basis of what the challenge was, which is what my main focuses are, those time hacks, how to manage your day. Um, 
And then uh, we talked about some of the motivating things, you know, having finding that self-confidence to just make the forward progress, just make some um, make some steps towards some, even just some small steps towards your, your big goals. Um, so yeah, I think, I think we're good. Nice. Okay. This doesn't have to be business related. Um, I just don't like you guys thinking about it. Cause everybody will want to show up with the right answer. There is no right answer. So what is your favorite book? What's my favorite book? Well, right now there, they definitely tend to be, um, uh, business development books and, uh, so right now I'm reading my, uh, Michael Hyatt's uh, Free to Focus, and I love that book. I love anything by Michael Hyatt, actually. And then for fun, uh, I know this time last year into early early next year, before I started getting really busy with Pete's program, I love Joel Rosenberg's books. Anything by Joel Rosenberg. He's got a series of, um, they're like political thrillers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I haven't. Well, this is a testament to your time, right? Because I haven't figured out how to do recreational reading in ages. <laughs> yeah, you know what happened to me last year was I, I don't know how I got started. I probably just thought, you know what, I need to decompress and start to read. So I got into his series and I couldn't put it down. Wow. And then, and then eventually I had to say, <laughs> I'm spending way too much, way more time than I have doing recreational reading. Um, so I haven't read them in a while, but I, I really did enjoy them. Nice. If I, well, I guess it speaks to how close you are to DC, right? I don't, I don't know enough about politics. I probably wouldn't enjoy it because I wouldn't get it. I'm still confused about how conservative and the other one work and it's, it's not my forte because, because I hear sometimes the definition of the things they believe in and I get more confused. That's funny. I can never remember which one's the donkey and which one's the elephant. I don't know. I think I have that right. Donkey and elephant. But yeah, yeah. I get confused too. But I, I'm definitely a, a, a news junkie there. That's awesome. Yeah, but mo- most of that I listen to and then I'll pop on my phone and read the recent articles and stuff like that when I need to decompress for a few minutes. Yeah. But yeah, so I would say like if you, if you, so that probably is a, a series that wouldn't interest you, but I'm sure that there is something that would just, there, there's another series out there for you, Bobby. I don't know what it is, but that you would enjoy. Well, this is going to be like part of your profiles, all the, all the entrepreneurs that are on, it'll be like Kim's pick, Kim's uh, book picks. So yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And in our challenge, I give away books. In fact, I gave away that free to focus. Getting things done is one that I love a lot. So I typically in my challenge programs, I give away about three, three or four different books because I love to give book recommendations. And I, and I tell people too, like, you know, you have to reach a certain stage in your business that you can afford, um, you know, the type of Pete Vargas type coaching. But in the meantime, you got to read and you got to, you got to get your coaching through good books. Yeah, for sure. Well, I appreciate you being here with me today, Kim. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, before we say a formal goodbye, just a shout out on where people can find you. And again, this will be attached to everywhere you are, but just so that the people driving in the car listening can, can know too. Yep. The easiest way to find me is Income for Mom. That's where you can kind of get to my, my world from that incomeformom.com. Perfect. All right. Nice and easy. All right. Well, thanks again. So long, Kim. All right. Thanks, Bobby, so much. I remember.